0: very good evening everybody and welcome to yet another lovely wonderful night of information and education and tonight we've got the wonderful diana coldman from yoval who will be speaking to us about shamanic drums and shamanic knowledge intertwined diana a very good evening to you
1: thank you very much laurie it's a delight to be here and uh you know and to finally meet you as well other than just talking over the phone um, I'm, you know, just thank you very much for the invitation, um, and I'd like to give a big uh, thank you to for uh, Sue Townsend who sort of put us in touch with each other. So, thank you and bless you, Sue, for for this. And I, I'm just really looking forward to, um, you know, what I can bring to the table and what people would like to hear about.
0: Absolutely brilliant, yes. And I too, I owe huge debt of gratitude to Sue Townsend. So many of these talks now are through the uh, many contacts that Sue has found and directed me towards. So, yeah, Sue, these evenings are very much of your own making. So thank you very much. (laughs) Yeah, we can blame Sue, yes. Yeah, you you got that, didn't you? (laughs) That was definitely in the tone. (laughs) So, for everybody at home, a little bit about Diana. Diana is a healer, Reiki master, spiritual coach, Mentor, teacher, and guide for over twenty years. You don't look old enough, my darling. Oh, bless you! (laughs) And has established a shaman, the shaman's retreat just outside of Yeovil, back in two thousand and fifteen, and where group workshops, healing, teaching, and guidance are carried out. And also, which really piqued my curiosity, a space there for personal retreats. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely wonderful. So, Diana. I will hand the floor over to you after such an impressive resume we're looking forward to a really informative night thank you so much
1: well thank you laurie and after that resume i better sort of keep up with the with the spirit of it i think um yeah yeah, for those who who don't know me we we moved into somerset in 2015 we were actually um we were living in sussex We're both uh, my husband and i both sussex born and bred and we decided that after our, our extensive family had sort of flown the nest, what were we going to do? And we put our house on the market, put our furniture in storage and got into our motorhome and just traveled West until we came across this wonderful place that we're living in now. So that's wow. how we came to be here. I'd already been doing a lot of the work that I'm doing now, I'd already been doing, but it was all in a, in a in, I'm not gonna say disparate, but all, all in different locations. And my vision was to be able to have a retreat space in which I could then invite people to come and enjoy, not just enjoy the retreat space, but then for me to be able to do my work. So and and that's what's happened. That's the that's the power of manifestation. Um, But I think in terms of this evening and and the talk this evening, um, which is very much the shamanic uh, side and that emphasis is really just to to talk about, or well, first of all, just to talk about um, my journey into shamanism, which really started with the first drum, which you can actually see behind me, and I'm just going to go and pick it up. It's this drum in the middle, and I'll just bring it over. Now, um, for the... Uh, the druids among you may recognize this symbol, which is the tree OEM symbol for Blackthorn, which I may or may not have a time to talk about later. But I had a, a deep desire to make my own shamanic drum. I had this calling to do it. And I think we all, I'm sure many of you understand that that calling when it happens from spirit, when spirit moves you and you need to do something. So, um I was put in touch with a guy called TP Steve, who actually lives in a TP in the middle of a forest, Ashdown Forest, um, just outside East Grinstead. And that weekend was actually—I hadn't realised at the time; it wasn't until perhaps afterwards—that it was actually a really pivotal weekend. The wisdom from the shamanic drum um, that I was taught that weekend has been has really been the foundation. On which I've built my shamanic practice. So let me talk about the drum first, and then I can talk about the shamanic practice and how it sort of led into that. So um, my work blends really cross cultural work. So I certainly have uh, a past life memory of being on Anglesey as a Druid priestess at the time the Romans came and slaughtered. druids so i have a very strong connection with that part of celtic culture in addition i also have a native american spirit guide that i often connect with when i'm working so my shamanic work is quite cross-cultural but in terms of the actual how that relates to the drum is In Native American culture, the drum is often called spirit horse because like a horse, it can take you on a journey. And the drum is also perhaps the most primordial sound known to humankind. I think perhaps First Nations peoples in Australia would say it was the didgeridoo, but whatever, every shamanic culture across the planet um, has drums. And it's the sound of almost that heartbeat rhythm. That vibration, because we live in a vibratory universe. And that leads into my quantum work, which again, I'll come back to in a while. So really this this shamanic drum, it's not just a tool, but it's also about connecting with every element of the drum. And it's very, very sacred. I'm gonna turn it round. And this, so this is, uh, I've got to get the orientation right. Um, This is actually on, I think it's a 15 inch hoop. And it's made from ash, um, because it was a national forest, so we're using ash wood. And this is deer skin, which was actually um, a roadkill um tp steve works with the forest rangers so he was able to use the um the hides for this purpose now when he talked about the drum one of the real the, the primary thing that really resonates and still resonates with me to this day and to the people that i teach to make their own drums is that when you um use a drum beater to make a sound across the drum, it causes a vibration, which creates a sound. And that goes across the face of the drum and creates the sound that our ears pick up in the physical plane. And in a in native culture, that is a representation of our journey across the planet. Every step we take, every move, we are creating a vibration across the planet and it really feeds into the uh if you like the um the process of understanding about walking lightly on the earth and i'm sure that there are many um speakers even gandhi talked about walking you know making sure that we we walk lightly across the planet didn't he so that really is the bedrock of uh what a Drum does and represents, but equally it's understanding that every element that is contained within the drum is also part of us as beings. The wood, the hide, every element is just as sacred. When um, I have people that come to my drum workshops, in fact, I'm doing one tomorrow, um, and also one in. December I think it is I can't recall the date off the top of my head Um, and you know I do have vegetarians that come and make their drums and um, I only use natural uh, hide and they come from Scotland they're wild culled stag from Scotland so whenever I receive the hides I spend time in ceremony blessing them and thanking them that no deer is sacrificed just for a drum to be made. They are the byproduct of, if you like, the venison market, but we honor them from a shamanic perspective in that we then, um, by giving it a new life. And in fact, one of the, the most wonderful feedback, I think comments I had in a, in a shamanic drum workshop was a lady at the end who said, it's like making a new heartbeat and that's exactly what it is. If you are connecting with the spirit of the animal and the spirit of the wood because don't forget the wood is you know from a tree that was felled. And in fact I don't know whether you can see um get the orientation right. Probably not so much here but this over time this um frame has actually warped because ash does absorb a lot of moisture and it does have a tendency wood will move to where it wants to go equally because i was talking to laurie before we went live is that sometimes the the drums don't want to play because they are sensitive to temperature this is still a living breathing creature it's a bit like um, when we pierce the drum to make the holes so that we can be threaded that i teach people to only pierce one or two holes at a t- time. So if all the holes were pierced before all this threading was done, the holes can sometimes begin to close up. A bit like, you know, when ladies or people, have their ears pierced, um, and if you don't use them for a long time, the um, the holes close up in exactly the same manner that the skin can close up. And certainly, in if we go back to First Nations um, in, um, in the United States, certainly, in their culture when they were living on the plains in a hard winter when they were starving they would have unmade their drums and soaked the hide and chewed it because the hide contains protein it's a living being that we have we are manifesting and creating to use for shamanic work so that is the first drum, and i'll tell come back to the um the work, the, uh, the symbol on that a bit later. But the other one I really wanted to show you was this one which is very, very special to me. This I've actually called spirit horse. Now I don't know whether any of you can um, pick up or whether the light is going to work. But the image on the drum, I'm just having a look at that whether you can see there's the image of a face. Yeah, there it is Coming down with nostrils, almost sort of blowing out the sound of the drum. With this sort of mane and feathers coming down, and even perhaps the an eye appearing. Uh, Let's go the right way. There it is. Now I made this drum in 2018, and I left it to dry because when you make a drum, it can take two or three days to dry out, and uh, I left it. When I came to um, see how it was drying and how it was doing, this is the image that came that I saw. So this has not been painted. This, this This image has not been drawn on in any way. This is how it has actually dried. And when I first saw it, I just took a sharp intake of breath because what I saw was the image of my horse's face. My horse Chiquita at that time, this is the summer of 2018, she was quite poorly and I knew that her energy was being imbued into this drum and it was a bittersweet moment because if I'm totally honest, I also recognised at the time but perhaps didn't want to even acknowledge it to myself that if she was imbuing her energy into the drum that she was also preparing to leave the earthly plane and uh, she left this earthly plane November 2018 so this is a very very special drum and it completed its journey in the sense of becoming complete when after November I was able to attach her mane and tail to it or a part of her mane and tail which I'm just holding out to you there Um, so this is a very very precious drum to me personally. But it also is something that I wanted to share in the sense that some drums, people often ask me these sorts of questions. Well, do you have to paint a drum? What if I want to paint it? Um, Is, I say, well, don't don't sort of ask that question when you make it. See what the drum wants to be. So this will never have anything else on it because this this is the spirit of the horse imbued in the spirit of the horse. Um, in terms of actually drumming, and you can probably hear me just running my hands over the face of the drum, and that's actually a really beautiful way of connecting with it. It's Not only does it, you get a feel for the temperature and whether it, it feels right to play, because I say they're very temperature sensitive, so, and uh, especially in humid weather, and they won't always play, so this is just a good way of understanding is, Does this feel right? Does it actually want to play now? So I'm just going to give it a couple of, just to give you a, um, an idea of what this particular drum sounds like. Laurie and I did do this before going live, and I'm just going to give you an idea it may be slight delay, but just to give you an idea of the sound and the resonance of what a drum can sound like. anymore because I you know the recording may be slight delay on that but it actually is a beautiful way of not only just that heartbeat rhythm but then when you're going into a shamanic journey and I'll talk about that in a minute is you will learn through practice how you're going to connect with it and how you want to use it I'm going to talk about uh, the the rhythms and everything about drumming shortly, but I still just want to talk about a couple of other drums. In the background, you'll see one right in the corner there, which is sitting on the the rug, which has got the image of a tree on it, and that represents the shaman's tree. So I just want to focus just for a few minutes on... the the principles, if you like, of the shamanic work that I do. In terms of shamanism, it is actually the oldest spiritual practice on the planet. It's estimated to be, you know, over 100,000 years old and it's across all cultures and it predates all known religious practice. It's the oldest spiritual practice on the planet and it focuses on having the direct spiritual revelation with the universe a direct spiritual relationship that's the word I want to use um with the universe and I think this is becoming um more and more not new known but I think you know Laurie was again chatting to me at the beginning about you know the work that you do in in the, your church there and how you know so many spiritual practices are act- coming together and we're all uniting at this moment and this is the great unity that the shamans of old have been telling us for a long while that um, you know the this ascension process is when spiritual people are coming together and we are actually leading the way forward Um, and so shamanism for me is just often through journeying Through the drum will take you into, if you like, that altered state of consciousness, much like deep meditation will, etc. But it's it's having the its essence, it's having that direct relationship with the quantum universe, but also recognizing that everything is alive. Every plant, every creature, every element the earth the air the fire the water every part of this is alive so what we're witnessing now is the that darkness that has been on sort of taking hold on this planet is actually beginning to leave and everything has got to be to come up and be revealed and be exposed for what it is so that as humanity comes together and unites we can walk through this time so um The practice of direct revelation is often through, as I mentioned, the shamanic journey, not exclusively, but quite commonly. Other ways, of course, would be plant medicine. Um, And before anybody asks the question, no, I don't do Ayakasha. um, I can't even say the word properly. Um, I don't use plant medicines. But what I am going to be doing probably 2021 onwards is utilising plants to um to work with plant the plant kingdom to help show people how they can make their own herbal tinctures and tonics etc so that's something that is in my next manifestation process But coming back trying to keep on track here and i hope laurie keeps me on track if i'm going off piste, does it were. um the the shamanic drum is if you like a central tenant of my shamanic practice. I think that's, that's where I'm going with it. Um, so I'm going to put this one back, because I want to concentrate on other things. The other drum, the other drum right at the back, which is the big drum uh, behind the first drum I showed you, that's my goddess drum, and I will get it. Sorry to be getting up and down quite a lot. And again, I don't know whether you're going to see this in the light. but This is actually um, a deep purple. If I turn it round, you can, ah, that's better. That captures it better. Okay. okay, you can see that I've actually stained the hoop. And if you look, that's how, the, that's how it's been threaded at the back. And you can sort of see the color of that. I've used natural dyes in the process. And I wanted this as a goddess drum. This is an 18-inch um, oak hoop. Um, and again, stag height. I only work with stag heights, by the way. And I'm just having a feel that should feel about right. Okay, and I'm just going to see if this one wants to play. Oh, There's a deep note. different purpose this would be used very ceremonially and I do I would be using this type of drum for my workshops specifically aimed at women um, I have got a wise woman workshop in October so this is very much a divine feminine uh, goddess drum because what's quite interestingly there's been quite a lot of research done about drums generally and there's been a a, a classic work I think by Lynn Redmond I think that is her name about when the drummers were women and she did a lot a lot of research about looking into um, archaeological um, and historical information to discover that quite often the shamans were originally women and even today in some Eastern cultures, Eastern shamanic cultural practices, the shamans wear garb or, or long cloaks to represent the fact or to have, it, it's almost like a, um, an honoring back to the fact that the first shamans were women. And certainly in, in many spiritual uh, practices, we do hear about the rise of the divine feminine coming back. So this drum has a specific purpose that works with that type of work. But I just wanted to show you that, you can just get a sense then of how big that is. That's 18-inch oak hoop drum. Um, When, in my workshops, I can, I help people to, my drum-making workshops is, is, I don't quit drum-making, it's drum-birthing, because you are creating, you are manifesting and creating a living being to work with you in your spiritual work. So that's the essence of of, of this particular drama. It's it's wonderful. This is probably the biggest one that I uh, sort of show people how to make. If somebody wanted one that was bigger, I think the biggest one hoop I can get hold of is probably about 22 each. That would be a big beast. So I can do a bespoke um, sort of workshop for people if, if, if needed, but generally the other thing you have to remember when you're working or creating a drum is if you're going to be playing it whether it's only for five minutes or 25 minutes it needs to be comfortable and you need to be able to hold it for that length of time when you're playing so I've got this resting on my knee at the moment so if you're standing up playing it it needs to be something that you're comfortable doing and holding it at the back as well it needs to be you need to be able to know that you're gonna be able to do that for a length of time. So I'm into going into quite a lot of if you like, technicality here, but I do think it's interesting, A lot of, I do get asked these sorts of questions about, well, how do you do this? How is it made? What, and what purpose does, does each one have? And each one of these drums, as I've just said, has a different purpose. Um, that isn't to say you need as many as I've got. I, I, I make a few because of the work that I do. I, need to demonstrate and show people how that is but generally people just come with to me to make their a, a drum I think I have had a few people that have made two um, and all I'm going to say is it can be addictive so I'll give that as a word of warning let me just pop this back so those are the drums that I brought in to show you this evening um in terms of uh we're going to the drum healing side, I think in a little while, but I wanted to talk about some of the other, excuse me, well, I just have a sweet lemon. Some of the other tools that I use in my shamanic practice um, and, and the wisdom, as well as drums, I think perhaps the most common one that people might be familiar with is a rattle, and I have just brought my, my little rattle here which, again, is a a genuine Native American rattle. To give you an idea of what that sounds like. What would I use a rattle for? Well, again, when I'm creating sacred ceremony, and, again, when shamanically everything is done in ceremony and purposefully because you're calling it, you're working with nature, you're working with the spirits, you're calling in elements, and this helps to create the sacred space. And I do that alongside this particular uh, wand, which is actually a black thorn wand, which has quartz crystal at one end and jasper at another end. And this is what I would be using to cast a circle. So again, anyone that that works within those druid, Um, in those Druidic ways will be familiar with this sort of thing. Um, So I'm just giving you an idea of the tools that I use. Now this feather, this is a wild turkey feather, I use this for um, various means, but it's very much a healing feather, which was um, gifted to me via a seminar that I went to with Denise Lynn. Some of you might be familiar with her work. She's an American. She has Cheyenne ancestry. And um, this was gifted to me to work, and and I was attuned to this particular feather. And I use this. This can be used for clearing space. It can be used for clearing the aura um, in various ways. But it's also a presentation of the element of air, because shamanically, when we're working with the element, the medicine wheel, we work around, we work with air. And what's interesting about feathers is that effectively the hollow tubes. And again, looking at native culture, we, we will understand, we've seen pictures, don't we, of images of, you know, sort of young brave natives, maybe wearing one or two feathers in their hair. And because it's an antenna, effectively, the transmit, transmission of energy is an antenna to higher consciousness. And of course, in that culture, we would know that the, the one person in the tribe that has the most wisdom is the chief, and he's the one that has the big headdress with all the feathers in, because he is the one that has access to the most wisdom to the universe. So that's how important feathers are in, a, in my shamanic work. Um, the other thing that's come to me rec- more recently is, and I'll just show you this, is what's called a shaman's veil. And this is just made out of some, um, uh, an off cut of some um, leather, or fine leather. And I won't actually put it on, but if I just put it up like that to show you where a shaman would wear a veil, and you may have even seen images of shamans, certainly in like Siberian and that type of culture, um, wear veils. And the reason they do so is that it actually removes or obstructs the physical eyesight in order that they can go deeper into the psychic eyesight. So when we consider that um, our physical eyesight is actually very, very limited, even from a scientific perspective. If we look at the electromagnetic, the scale of the electromagnetic spectrum, visible sight, visible light represents something like 0.0035% of the available energy of the universe. So we're effectively virtually blind beings as humans, in a vast universe field of energy which is why the mediums amongst you etc can uh, who are used to accessing these other these other levels of energy are perhaps even finding now that you're it's getting stronger and stronger because we're moving into this time where these gifts are becoming more and more prevalent so this particular this type of veil would be used by shamans simply to um to help eliminate or or distract us from not being able to see with our physical eyes so that we really just gain deeper access to our clairvoyancy so that's why you would often see shamans wearing that Um, if you do have any questions by the way do feel free to put something in the comments section and um, I'm, I'm very open to exploring you know or going down different avenues but you know and i've hinted certainly of the um sort of the quantum universe and i am known as the quantum shaman and that particular name actually came to me from my spirit guide one morning as i was calmly sitting in bed having a cup of tea and i've been i had been considering whether to have a, a name change and, at a professional level I had some of you I don't know whether I've you know some of you may even know me in my previous if you like incarnation as the life whisperer and i had been known as that for over a decade and then I woke up one morning sitting having a cup of tea and it was you, you know the clairaudient the quantum shaman and it was there I, it was. I was having a conversation right there, um, and I actually said out loud, "Oh, that sounds good." To which my husband said, "What sounds good?" I said, "I like that a lot," and he would just looked at me. But he's actually got used to, to me having these clear conversations, and um, so I said, "Yeah, I, I like that a lot." And it's like this is the work you need to be doing now, because we're moving into this time, and we are uh the first thing I actually did that day after getting up and walking the dog was to check that the domain name was available so my my it's the quantum shaman dot net is my actual domain name so what do I mean by that though because I'm sure that's often that's you know why okay so you're a shaman, but why call yourself the quantum shaman but, you know, but it is very much working that with energy and when I say to people, you know, we are energy beings, again, it's just trying to keep it as simple as possible. And and a great way of demonstrating that or putting it across is when we think about the human body and the nine systems that make up the human body, and I'm not going to name them all, but let's think like circulation, digestion, excretion, um, musculoskeletal, Um, and an endocrine system, etc. What are those systems made of? What are they composed of? They're composed of a collection of bodily tissues. So what are those bodily tissues made of? They're made up of groups of cells. But okay, what are those groups of cells made up of? Well, each each cell has a nucleus. And what's within the nucleus? It's an atom. But then what's in the atom when we go to the subatomic level? If we then go smaller and smaller to that, what do we see there's nothing actually solid it's pure energy it's a vibration and that's all we are we are, are walking vibrational beings living in a vibrational universe and what we're and I think many spiritual people and I'm sure many of you that are listening in will perhaps be um, going through yourself is and, and I'm sure that I've Heard other, pe- other speakers talk about this, and the physical symptoms that we're all experiencing right now, or an increase of physical symptoms, whether it's exhaustion. And certainly, you know, when lockdown first happened, as an empath, I was having days when I would be feeling this collective wave of angst from humanity, to the extent that I would have to walk down to the river. We live next to sort of. On a farm, and walk down to the river, and just emotionally release that through water, and and allow myself to help wash that away because I was feeling the 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 vibration of so many people, and so as spiritual beings, we are very sensitive, and those that are clairvoyant, where whatever your gifts happen to be—clairvoyance, clairaudience, claircognizance clairsentience—they're we are they're just being. You know, we are getting, you know, faster and faster in this. Um, but equally, we have to that has to be processed through our physical matrix. So how do we do that? How do we keep ourselves in this physical body whilst we're going through this ascension process? And one of the things I would say is just take as much time as you need to process it, whether that is, you know days when you're not working, whether you need to. Certainly, I've heard so many people say how much sleep they currently need, but and or whether you have days when you just can't deal with the outside world, or days when you we feel you need to. And one of the other things you can do, certainly from a shamanic perspective, is one of the critical things is what I call earthing. Now, earthing is simply. Being outside, barefoot on the earth, and allowing nature to heal you through the soles of your feet. Take off the rubber that is between, you know, our, you know, our soles of our shoes and Mother Earth. Connect with Mother Earth and, her, and allow her to help your energy to flow through you. So that would be a really, really good way of helping you through this this time and these, you know, whatever these physical symptoms you, that you're experiencing. Some people are, they're finding like pressure headaches. You know, that we're, we're just getting, we're going through so much the pressure on us, headaches, dizziness, um, a feeling that time is shifting, and it is at a quantum level. Time is shifting; the timelines are collapsing. We're going through this this period so from a shamanic perspective keep yourself first to mother nature we're going through this collectively um and she's going to help us get through this together we can get through this um i'm not sure whether that was going to be part of my original chat here so i'm just trying to keep on track um what else do i want to say yes drum healing because i know the the talk was labelled as, you know, shamanic wisdom and, uh, you know, shamanic drum um, healing. I have shown certain people how to use a drum in healing practices. This is not the same as doing a drum journey where you are going into that auto state of consciousness um, to... To work with spirit this is about using it as part of your healing practice so i'm talking specifically here to people that have that have or are involved in um, you know whatever healing practice that is whether it's you know um reiki or crystals or what whatever form of healing that you do you can use a drum because it's a vibration that it's a sound in if say you had um, a client that was on a couch you could use a drum and you wouldn't have to you know use you know a, a drum beater you you could even just use your fingers just to create the resonance on the face of the drum so you could certainly help clear the auric field through working down the chakras using the vibration of a drum And you could then do that underneath the couch for example and go underneath and help clear you could help clear the auric field so there and even with going into like extraction work if there was something that needed extraction you could also use a drum in that um, way too although that's quite specific and quite detailed and it's mm, it's quite complex to talk about in a in a an introductory talk but it can be used in in a variety of ways but that's for the healers among you if you just not just for those who have a shamanic drum just for their own personal use and and certainly i would say 80 percent of the people that have birthed their drum with me use it for their own personal spiritual journey and I would say therefore that out of the 80% each one of them would have a different story to tell about how they use it I actually do what's called a drum powwow and I think um, Sue Townsend may be able to bear this out because I, I recall that she actually came along to a drum powwow with me Helping you find your particular voice with the drum is absolutely critical. Not absolutely critical. It's a really interesting way. (laughs) Thank you, Sue, for for that. Thank you. Um, It's a really useful way of um, connecting with the drum and finding your unique voice with it everything is about vibration and energy and working with the drum is it, it, it you are birthing a, cre- a new being in fact I have one lady that came along to a drum workshop and she rang me up a little while later and said she was concerned because she'd had various relatives visiting and had admired her drum and began picking and picked it up and was you know looking at it and playing it and she was getting quite possessive over it and i said of course you'll get possessive it. it's it's your child you birthed this you brought it into into being thank you again sue yes very liberating finding your drums your own drums voice yes very much so and that's what i encourage people to do with their drum and that's the healing Because working with this personally, is, you're going to get the healing from this. And my spirit horse drum there, the one with my my dear horse Chiquita in it, yes, I use it in my workshops, but the majority of the time that I use that is just my own personal way of working and connecting with it and helping and keeping me connected to the universe and the guidance that I receive from that. So it's actually a really pa- powerful and empowering. I think those are the words that Sue used. Um, and so I would absolutely bear that out um, in, in that respect. Now, there was another thing that I was going to talk about, and it's completely um, – I've lost my track there a bit in terms of what else I was going to talk about. Um, hmm. It'll come back to me in a minute, Laurie, unless you've got something that you would like to talk about or bring up. No,
0: you're, you're doing magnificently. Um, and you you didn't realise it where you just said, oh, I think I've drifted off topic a bit. No, you didn't. You, you <laughs> really hit the topic on the nail. <laughs> oh, well,
1: so Thank so you, Laurie, because I, I do tend to uh, sort of in the moment it, it, things come out. Um, and I know there were a couple of things that I wanted to talk about and then, OK, sometimes I just I am moved to then you know talk about other things. Um, was there anything in particular that you wanted to bring up, Laurie, personally, perhaps?
0: Um, just a comment where you uh, say that you drifted and you use the exact phrase I've been using at the beginning of the restrictions. It was waves. Yes. And after the first ten days, I had to go. Do you know what? If this carries on, I'm. I'm. I don't know how I'm going to cope with this because it was. It was just kept bang, bang, bang. The first thing I did was walk out down the park, down the road, surround myself with trees, and took my shoes off. Fantastic. (laughs) And I just, I just did that. I just, I was just doing it. I was like, I've got no idea what I'm doing, but I know I need to do it. Yeah, yeah. And
1: that's, how did you feel true. when you did yeah.
0: it? it? That banging yeah. Yeah, sensation yeah, yeah. went away. You know, it then became acclimatized to, okay, this is what's yes. going on in the world yes. and living with it. um But it was like off on, off on. Yeah. It was like yeah. playing with a switch. <laughs> yes. It, it's sat there quite happily, and then bang, and you know, go back happily, and bang, and it's just like, oh, I'm, I'm not doing yeah. well. With yeah, yeah, absolutely. This and day. and
1: I, I've heard other people, te- um, you know, that have similar stories to that as well, Laurie. So, um, and you know, I've been experiencing that not just when I had to go down there, but you know, massive like pressure headaches that headaches I've never had before. Um, and you you know, just going out and walking in the garden, um, you know, just barefoot, just helping me keep. I mean, just being grounded, grounded in Mother Earth, um, you know, we're, our vibration is, is increasing. Um, you know, we are spiritual beings. And so therefore, we need to connect with Mother Earth. So, you know, part, you know, the work I do, I mean, you, you can probably see, I'm, I'm very much nature based, which is what shaman, shamanism is, it's a nature based spiritual practice. the end of the day so it's it is connecting with mother nature and there are i mean there are other ways you can you can connect with nature one of the things i did also at the beginning of lockdown or soon after is because i also um i'm a crystal practitioner as well i created um these which uh which is like a crystal essence um in with various crystal vibration in it as a, if you like, as a, um, what do I call it? I call it quantum armor because going out in the world can be really challenging for those of us in 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 spiritual practice right now. And again, as an empath, I'm the type of person, like the worst thing for me is being in a shopping mall that, that I, you know, I just soak it all up and I come back and I feel exhausted. So I've, over the years, I've had to find ways to learn to deal with so you can imagine now, as we're going through this time, that's like just been turned up tenfold. You know, the volume has just gone zoom and, you know, so everything's crowding in. So we have to learn about ways to deal with it. So as well as that, I I use other elements of nature like crystals, but mostly it is earthing and water is another way of cleansing and and releasing the tears, because I think. You know the weeping that we've got to do for for what's going on right now is actually to release it rather than keeping it inside is to release it um so and allowing the element of water yeah. being with water even if you're you know going to a stream or even to be honest down to the beach and patting your feet in in the sea And and allowing yourself to process that, I think these are really important things that we can all do right now, to be honest with you. Um, So, yeah, if if that is helping people that, that, you know, I'm just trying to give tips of what I have found helpful and what I know is really useful from a shamanic perspective as well.
0: Yeah, because these all resonate with us, whether we're conscious or unconscious of it. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't matter. Because it will resonate yeah. with you. As you can see, I've got I've got an affinity between Yeah, yeah. Snap so um. much. I love that. I saw that <laughs> earlier and I think
1: I like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we've got a few questions okay. coming up, which is absolutely wonderful. Um I know the answer to this one, but it has been asked. <laughs> That's lovely, June Malkin, up in Wimbledon. Oh right, Falls.
1: Hi, hi, June. <laughs> nice to see you, and nice to hear from you. And thank you for your questions. I don't actually do workshops online at the moment. I've certainly thought about that for a while, and um, I do tend to work best with people um, in in physical presence because I respond to their energy in physical presence. So I work, you, you know, with the energy. Um, very much, how can I put it, uh, uh, clasentia, etc. So I'm picking up when I'm working with people, I'm picking up all that type of energy. Um, So it's not something that I'm actually planning to do at this moment in time. But if spirit do lead me down that road, I will let you know, don't worry. (laughs) Lovely,
0: well said. <clears throat> there is so much work going on online at the moment. It's wonderful, but I, I'm in total agreement with you. I've worked mediumistically online myself or other churches, and that's worked yeah. really well because I'm working with spirit. Yes. And wherever I am, spirit is there. Yes, yeah. With your line of work, you are yes. working directly with me, with that spirit within. Yes, yes, indeed. That physicality yes. is needed. Yes. To pick that up. Yeah. However, absolutely. Don't dis, don't disclude um, workshops along the vein of just teaching some of your uh, yeah. knowledge to them. Yes. Get out there, yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. A- absolutely. Yeah. There's a, can I just add add to that just for a minute, Laurie? Um, yeah. I think one of one of the other things I think a lot of if you like spiritual healers and people. Um, you know, once lockdown happened where everybody was getting online, let's do online, let's do online. And I felt at a personal level, I just felt, oh, I just really need to take a step back because actually, to be honest with you, I feel that um, we, our work, and I'd say our work collectively as all the, you know, the people listening in and yourself, we are so going to be needed as the world, the wider world wakes up to what's going on that we are having to be go inwards and get our resources lined up so that we can be ready to help the people that are really going to be needing it in, over in the course of the next few months. So I've, I, I've just taken a step back from like, if you like rushing out to be online, because I just want to think, no, no, I think my work's going to be really important. And as we're going through, certainly, I think the early part of next year, as that comes out, I think that's when, see a lot more people in the if you like the wider world knocking on our doors collectively saying help help what's going what the bleep is going on
0: yeah very true um with the just not detracting from your energy or anything tonight Mm. but with the work of the church online there's so many people coming in because they need to know they want to know and that's been the direction yeah the pool church is getting out there online to just be there as that facility that yeah yeah fair comment questions yeah yeah fair comment and, and i think all light workers will be focused to work as and when yeah required yeah, 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 yeah 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 like yeah. you say it's it's a long time and if we yes. give it all now yeah yeah come later when we're really going to need it you know the debts are winter and we really need that yes sense
1: Maybe yeah yeah enemy yeah, enemy yeah beyond ourselves anyway moving yeah, on yeah Lovely moving on
0: malkin again oh no sue townsend there we go and i i had to laugh when that came up because that came up before you were saying about you were losing the sense of time and i thought <laughs> there we <you> go <laughs> uh, oh, oh right okay so i had another message
1: from someone else there um are you finding it on your shaman journey that so-called time and space is changing? Yes, and also connecting more easily with cosmic forces and light beings. Absolutely, Sue. Totally in agreement with that, um, because Earth is governed by time, and that's what keeps us within this sort of physical um, matrix. And time and space is changing because you know the the Earth is going. We're now going into this part of the of the galaxy that where we're being bombarded with in this sort of with light forces um yeah cosmic forces and light beings which are now it's like timelines are just collapsing that's all i can say part you know past present future it's all collapsing into this one moment and certainly i've i've had this personally and i know from conversations that i've had that people are experiencing where time seems to be either i call it slipping either speeding up or slowing down where you think you've like three days feels like three hours um and vice versa as well um and things are also coming up i think part of this is that uh again from a spiritual perspective we our journey through time and our if you like our previous lives what we we're needing to clear anything that has come up from us before and i think we're given we've been given this opportunity to clear out the if you like the baggage that we've been carrying around lifetime after lifetime so we need to go through our own healing as well but yes it's definitely changing and much much easier to connect with um with light beings yes wonderful have you? Oh, hello, June again. Oh, you've got some yeah. lovely
0: questions. Oh, no, she's she's on a roll tonight, I tell you. <laughs> <She's gonna be laughs> Ten o'clock with this one. <laughs>
1: uh, the, uh, well, the quick answer is no, I haven't. Um, I, I haven't used tuning forks or gombaths. I I've experienced them, but I it's not something that I've worked with at this point. Um, you know as a as a regular i work with crystals the the drums and everything so yes it's vibration but my journey hasn't taken me down that road at this point
0: there
1: we go oh crikey how did you start to become interested in this subject um wow that that is a that is a blooming good question i was already a reiki master um and i i think it to to be totally honest i think it was just spirit nudging me and saying you it, it was the drum it was the drum that 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 kick-started this and i just i just felt a total urge to make a drum and and that's that's how i be. that's what kick-started it all off for me um and but I, I didn't even realize at the time why and I didn't I certainly didn't recognize how pivotal it would be, <laughs> but it has been pivotal. And I do say that to people when they're making the drums is don't underestimate what this drum can do for you and what it means for you in the future. So, um, yeah, it was definitely the drum that that uh, how I, how I started this.
0: Wonderful few comments coming in very positive uh, people are finding their own affirmations from what you have been talking about tonight and supporting Do you know what because we all do it don't we we have all our own things the yes uh, what resonates yes. with us and practices and whatever and yes. when you hear somebody else going yeah perfectly natural I do that all the time you just think great I'm not loony <laughs> yeah
1: yeah absolutely it's validating um, and I, I think you know this is you know this this is the spiritual war that effectively, and you know the the spiritual p. Oh, I'm getting through, oh, sorry. Too... Yeah, <laughs> hello. I, hang on, I've missed a question there. Let's go back because I've missed a question. Uh, no, there's just a few
0: comments coming in there. Right. Um, as I said, that was a very long comment from Bernadette, but uh, right. But actually... there was
1: one before that. I, it was a question, I think. Yeah, I accidentally clicked on that. but However, we'll pop that back. Right. Up. Okay being told that also oh, it's moving through an astral yes and this is in, in us it's also increasing negative emotions within the non-spiritual we're about three quarters the way through it um yeah i i, understand, I certainly understand that certainly we are moving through an astral cloud um and it is what's called the it's effectively the precessional cycle of the earth because it rotates on a, 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 a on its axis the way it takes twenty six thousand years to complete the the earth's rotation on its wobble effectively and so we're reaching that point it's the end of the age and going into the new age where this we are going through this central photon belt which is light as natural cloud it is increasing spiritual energy and is it also increasing negative emotions within non-spiritual um i'm not sure that's how i would phrase it i think um i would say the non-spiritual i think those those of humanity that hasn't yet woken up to their spirituality i think would be a better way of putting it is are finding they're being they are living in fear and it's the fear agenda that, that is controlling us and that is that they're being basically they're in continual fight or flight because of the fear Their response is fight or flight and that's where the negative emotions come through um so i would say this is if you like where our spiritual work comes into its own because we're going to be helping those people through that because when they come as as you said um laurie you know people coming to the church saying yeah what about you know what's all this people are going to be coming to us more and more um so i i think it's not that it's increasing negative emotions, I think it's because they're being held in fear. And it's when they come to us, we're going to be we will help them to overcome that fear. Does that make sense to you, Laurie?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, when this when we were at the height of the restrictions i was one of the ones told to stay at home and i thought that's not going to happen but i did very from the start start wearing a mask for my own personal comfort yeah i'm not going to go into that debate but as i was wearing that very very early on i was seeing that fear in people's faces because there's this desperation to return to normal yes yes Anything that pops up and challenge challenges that route for people yeah. that are not going, Okay, this is going on creates that fear, yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely, so,
0: and I agree with you a hundred percent also you know people will be going they will become attracted to us, yes, yes, because of that energy that what we're putting out and yeah, absolutely owners, very yeah. very much so, yep. Yeah. So you have got a convert
1: tonight. Well done. Sounds <laughs> Feel drawn, Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I uh, feel drawn to the drums. Um, so I've got a drum workshop tomorrow, but I think my last drum workshop this year is in December, the beginning of December. But you'll be able to find that on my website, because I'm sure, Laurie, you've mentioned the website address anyway, haven't you? I have, indeed. So there's just go on the workshops and nature experience, and you're, you're, it's just got the list of events um, and I think I've got one, I've, I've recently put one in, I think, for early spring next year, but I can't recall the date off the top of my head. But it's all, it's all there. I, I also, and if that, the dates don't work, when I do say to people, I'm very happy to, to do, like, bespoke days for people. So if you feel drawn to the drum and you, you, you feel that you want to have a, a day just for yourself or with one or two mates, then yeah, just let me know and we can arrange something. Wow,
0: there's an offer, everybody. <laughs> Again, so many lots of people getting their own affirmations, their own understanding from what's been said tonight. Huge amount of interest in their viewing figures have stayed very steady. That's always a good sign because that means people are watching and staying, not going all oh drifting. <laughs>
1: They're not drifting. As, oh, good. I'm glad I do. haven't put anybody to sleep. <laughs> no,
0: gosh, no, quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. Oh, hello. What, what else have we got? Uh, one last question. I don't even understand it. I hope you do.
1: Yes, I do understand that. Yes, I do teach about the the owls. Yes. Um, as I'm very drawn to them. I do have I call it day of the tree um and so i take, teach an introductory day learning about the OMS and uh um i haven't got a date for that one in yet um because i i try and do that in sort of spring early summer so that we can all have an opportunity to get out um as you know as they're coming into leaf and everything rather than in the middle of winter um so i will be putting some dates up about that yes
0: right well i'm gonna to have to google that afterwards now people keep asking questions and I have to get on google going what are you asking <laughs>
1: <laughs> well the, the ancient celtic um alphabet is is about the language so hang on i'll, I'll finish on that note then just I'll, hey. cause i because i think i did i did say that i would explain about this symbol oh th- how nice symbol.
0: there we go brought it back yeah
1: so I'll, I'll finish on that well i just can't get the orientation i have to do it. Uh, there we I go. I know it's opposite
0: to the way you. Yeah, you it's go. the opposite. I know.
1: <laughs> left, right. It's um, over So that—that's the OM symbol for Blackthorn. Okay. Now, briefly, uh, I'll just tell you briefly my um, connection with Blackthorn, which Sue, Sue Townsend will know this story. Um, I mentioned earlier that I have a past life memory of being on Anglesey when the the romans came and slaughtered the druids and i was a druid priestess and one of the things that had kept the romans out for so long excuse me is the fact that there was a lot of blackthorn, and blackthorn is a very it, it's it's thorns are really really sharp and can cause can actually cause septicemia and creates thickets they just grow in a great thicket Um, And it's what enabled the the Druids to keep the Romans at bay for as long as they did. Um, There are other aspects to Blackthorn that uh, I resonate with. And uh, I particularly felt that particular drum didn't have that symbol on it for a while. And there was one day when I was out walking and I felt moved that I needed to put a symbol on it. And I had three um, messages from Spirit that confirmed it that I needed to put the Blackthorn symbol on. It's the keeper of secrets, for one, and the Druids were the keeper of secrets and are the keeper of secrets, spiritually. Um, It's also about understanding and working with your shadow aspect. And I think at this particular moment in time, we are, every single human needs to work at a personal level to clear their own shadow. Because we are and we are highlighting the shadow that's on the planet, but we have to do that internally as well as highlighting the shadow that's on the planet. So there there, there are many aspects, and I mean Blackthorn, I mean I could do like two or three days just on Blackthorn alone. Um but the date. It, right, it's a <laughs> date, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to work on that one on I'll give yep. myself some more work there. <laughs> got oh, me in my big mouth. Yeah, right. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, the, the OMS are. I do an introductory day. But um, uh, if somebody wanted to learn about a specific one, then just get in touch with me. And, um, you know, we can have a chat or whatever.
0: Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And um, we used to call this synchronicity. But one of our speakers, um, Joy Sager from Florida, Oh, yeah. Some, somebody bought up about synchronicity and you said, well, it, it's just alignment. So we started calling it alignment now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and in the uh, spirit of alignment, yeah, this came up before you just, what you had just said. Oh, uh-huh.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, a Pamela, I've never experienced this. But very strong too. Yeah, yeah a past life maybe pamela i would also add to that is that i was moved to write a story a few years ago called um the spirit of a war horse which was actually a sort of it feels like a memory from that moment as well so i might email that to laurie if i can and then yeah. maybe he can if anybody wants it then you know you, you can pass it on um, because it's um Looks a bit like a warhorse. Mary Dixie is she talking about the drum there? Yeah, um, that
0: was, it was your phrasing about the warhorse, and Mary yes. put that on quite a while ago. So. Ah, right. Going. Yes.
1: Yeah. 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 It, got all the
0: alignments going on. It's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Very much the alignments.
1: <laughs> um, and I like this. Someone's put also adore the blackthorn. Yeah. Black. Yeah. It's it's a fascinating and interestingly about blackthorn. For, let's talk about a couple of things from that, is that um. It's history, even going back into folklore, is that, I mean, the Irish made, because it's a very dense wood, the Irish made cudgels with it so they could beat people up with it. Um, and But what's interesting, it, it became like a symbol of authority, of power, because it's a very, very dense wood. And even today, there's a legacy of Blackthorn because the state opening of Parliament each year who does who goes to the other door of the the house to the door to knock on the door called black rod and he that in ancient in middle ages pieces of blackthorn were used were called blackthorn or blasting rods and it was a symbol of authority of power and even today we there's a legacy of that because black rod goes and knocks on the door of the house if, and ceremonially so even today we still use that um, interesting. Can we put Reiki symbols on them on the drums? I think, um, yeah. I don't see why not. If that's in relation to the drums, yeah. I don't see why not. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that would be if you feel moved to do that, Melissa. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know anybody personally who's done it, but I, I can see that it would be. A really interesting way. I mean, I I blend Reiki and shamanism and healing, um, and and that would be a brilliant way of blending it too.
0: Right, so, Alyssa, you've got to keep us up to date when you uh, get round to doing that.
1: Yeah, and if and, and for anybody who does want to, if they've already got a drum and they want to put any not just symbols but any images on it, um, the medium that I use is um, acrylic. So if anybody wants to know what I use to draw with on the drums, I tend to use acrylic. So um, if that is helpful to anybody. Oh, and thank you, Emily's just put there and really enjoyed every second. Thank you. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, yeah. I could yeah, do that. Bring your mum. Um we could do a day just for you and your mum. Or um you know, just email me and if if that's what you want, or just check my uh dates online to see whether you and your mum can come along together. Yeah, that's that's no problem. Um,
0: lots, lots of compliments coming in. People have absolutely oh, loved
1: it. Bless you. I'm I'm I've really only really just to be honest, I've been so involved in chatting that I haven't had much time to look at the comments. No, that's um, fine. That's fine. Yeah. No, you
0: you've been absolutely wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Thank and you. Everybody has thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh yeah. I can't thank you enough. No, I cannot not thank you enough, Diana. I've
1: I've really loved it too and I'm sure Sue will bear out once I get talking it's hard for me to stop. So That's um cool. <laughs> I could go, I could go on all in night. Um oh so where does Joan live? How I wish I lived in the UK. Oh. Joan uh
0: is from I believe Illinois.
1: Ah, right. Okay.
0: States right so you're okay. now international there you go you can pop that on your resume i can i can put that i can put that on the list
1: <laughs> i like it oh no And thank you sue and you yeah, because no i mean you know i'm thanking you sue because you you've you've helped create this so that that's lovely oh, oh philadelphia you had an eye on it joan yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I um, hope that's that's really been useful, and um, I'm I'm happy if you want me to come on and focus on some other aspects. Then um, let me know, and um, you know we can do this again.
0: I'm letting you know. We'll look into the new year because I've managed yeah. to take us up pretty much to the Christmas break. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, please feel free. You you put an evening, an hour t- together of what you feel.
1: Well, how about just off just working you know, intuitively here. Yeah. Maybe we could focus on the oh, um, the trees.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. How does that sound everybody? There's quite a yeah. lag on us talking and people actually reacting. Yeah. But yeah. And that would be ideal because we're into the new year. So it, into the new an upcoming year coming event as well. The timing of that would be perfect. Yeah, 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 and I'll, it's and i I'll I'll,
1: I'll, I'll have worked out how to do it, everything backwards, as it were, by then. Hopefully.
0: This is so annoying. <laughs> that really. I know,
1: is. I know, and someone's put. They've just found out that I live in some. That we live in some Cecily. I just. <laughs> I'm sure it will be posted up to replay, won't it, Laurie?
0: Yep, so somebody, Uh Everything. Uh, every program we've done is available on the videos tab on the Paul Christian Spiritualist Church Facebook page. Yes. You click on the videos tab and we've got over 105 videos now of all the uh, events wow. that we've been holding. Also, it's available on our YouTube channel. Hark at me. Do you know what? I used to be quite happy with Betty Leg popping over from Swanage. <laughs> and, uh,
1: <laughs> and now look at
0: you. And <laughs> now... <laughs> <laughs> so, so we regain the composure. Um, yeah. Available all on our YouTube channel, uh, which is under PCSC. That's the channel name. Just search for that and subscribe to that. I will upload tonight's event once it's finished. I can then access it to upload and download and swing round by its nose and whatever else we yeah. have to do.
1: <laughs> okay, that's great. And it looks like people really want to. There are lots of yeses about the OAM as well. So. Yeah yeah and yes, um, compare ohwens and runes, yes, um, certainly in, in shamanic training um i've I've done some work with runes as well, so yeah we could we could do a baby look at both of those on the, on that night, so yeah, look loads of them coming in, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: brilliant, yeah, oh, that, well, that is brilliant that's sorted then
1: that that's sorted then there's another date in the diary <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, just ping me and let me know when you get your calendar for next year, then we'll can we be in touch, yeah? Most
0: definitely, most definitely. Absolutely beautiful.
1: Well, sorry, 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 Laurie, go
0: on. Just quickly before we say our farewells, just a quick update of what we've got coming up for the rest of the week. Mm -hmm. Uh, Linking in very nicely with a couple of the topics you said about, about the shadow self and clearing Mm -hmm. those energies. So tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., uh, it's a special because we will be talking to Steve Richards live from Australia um, and he will be talking about holographic kinetics which is dream time healing using uh, quantum theories with so it, it's that as we have had shamanic and quantum tonight tomorrow just by the way it's happened the alignment. We've got uh, Aboriginal Dreamtime Healing fused with quantum work. So that is at 10 a.m. in the morning. Brilliant. He wouldn't wouldn't do it at 7 o'clock at night because apparently I was like 2 in the morning over there and he just wouldn't do it. I just thought, what's the matter with these people? We've got no stamina. (laughs) (laughs) So that's live online at 10 o'clock tomorrow. Uh, Going forward for the rest of the week, Sunday and Wednesday, don't forget, we have a live church service in the church, physical. Um, They are from 3 o'clock to 4 o'clock. This week on Sunday, we have David Collins joining us. And on Wednesday, uh, Jamie Williamson will be taking the service. And don't forget, if you can't join us live here within the church, You can watch it being streamed live on the Facebook page as well at the same time. Next Saturday, we, oh, Friday night, we've got another link up with our spiritist friends doing presentation uh forgive me for the vagary because i've not been informed but i do know the speaker is speaking from california and the spiritist nights are just again another facet of everything that's going on so very interesting and then on saturday night we have Anne trahern who will be talking to us about the works of the arthur conan doyle center up in edinburgh so Arthur Conan Doyle, as some of you may know, was a very famous spiritualist of the time. He was not only the creator of Sherlock Holmes, uh, but he wrote a great number of books on spiritualism. So really looking forward to that one as well. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to all of it. It's great. I'm <laughs> loving it. Diana, hand over yeah. to you, please
1: right well i think I, I think i've covered everything um that uh, we were going to talk about tonight so i just want to say a big thank you to all and and just sort of browsing down all the comments again um i'm loving that just thank you so much and i'm glad that it that you guys are finding it really helpful and, and useful and i've really enjoyed it so it's been a bit of a baptism in terms of technology for me but <laughs> I've survived so that's good um, that... and, and um yeah and and to uh, in in uh, in classic arnie schwarzenegger i'll be back <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, thank you for having me
0: no absolute pleasure i do, i did say in our little chat before we went live I, I just love it when people's passions come to light because once people are in that energy It's there, you can pick it all up. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolute star. Absolute star. Thank you so much, Diana. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight. Uh, I'm glad the interaction's been wonderful again. It is so nice because these evenings are done for you, you know, for you out Mm -hmm. there to join in with and give your your thoughts your understandings your experiences if your agreement or disagreement if you like you know the debate is healthy debate is always a healthy subject good night june and good night everybody thank you so much for joining us
1: good night